Once upon a time, two men decided if they were making the cut. And then they made the cut. And now JT and Aaron are talking everything from wrestling to pop culture and beyond. Because it's no holds barred. Will you back down, turn and run? Or stand up with the best? No holes barred. Is it insane to you that in all the stupidity we've done for the show, we never watched No Holds Barred? I know. I know. I feel like we were gonna one time and then we didn't for some reason. I think you had like just watched it for a different project or something. Yeah, I know Scott and I did it on PTB at some point. Mm. Okay, someday. Yeah. <laughs> At our uh, 50th 50th year reunion. <laughs> Sunday at Christmas. I once got everybody on my birthday to come to my house and watch No Holds Barred. It's a bunch of non-wrestling fans. Mm. And, well, next uh, January, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was great. Like, they, they, like, it's just such a bad movie that it was fun to watch right. in a group. Uh, it's a great movie. Well, it's a great movie. It's not a film. It's a picture. It's, it's a motion picture with a crazy promoter. That's who. So v- Vince McMahon wrote the script and then wrote the character that's him as Brell. Yeah, pretty much. It, it, that's insane, right? Well, he's an insane man. Yeah, he is insane. What's not insane is uh, <laughs> we are building a greatest WWE wrestler of all time list. Well, we're technically revisiting the build. That's right. And rebuilding, because this is a project that we first did in 2017 at com. Five years later now, crazy enough, we are going back through that list and reassembling. So you and I took like a couple weeks to basically reshuffle this list, cycle in some new guys, move others around, and decided that for the year of 2022, we would go through and... uh in installments of 10 every month, just kind of go through and give this list while knowing we're also concurrently doing research yeah. and that the list is going to shift by the time we get to the end of the year. So our plan is in December to then reveal our actual final list. So what we're going through now, I would consider like an intermediate. It's a, it's a combo of what we had last time with our initial slice and dice Knowing it's going to change again at the end of the year. Yes. Yeah. Like already since we've recorded our last episodes, the back end that we've talked about, because up to this point we've done honorable mentions and then number one hundred to eighty-one. But I can tell you right now, it's all changed online already. Yeah. Oh yeah, a lot. A lot's going to yeah. change, and and we're only into February, you know, or February March. So it's like <clears throat> going through this. We still have another nine months of research. <clears throat> so yeah. I think our lists in December are going to be dramatically different. And along with just us doing research, like we're going to be having more content come out from others that may shape our views, right? Like Will is back <laughs> from, from yeah. the netherworld. Uh, so he's doing four-year consideration right here on North-South Connection, which we're excited about. So he's going through different you know, groups of wrestlers to present and have different guests on talk about. He'll be doing something similar like he did five years ago. So... And I'm sure we'll have other content pop up as well across all of our networks. Uh, so that said, we've done three episodes so far. We did honorable mentions. 
We did the 90s, the 80s, and now we're going to cover the 70s. So we're going to go with 80 through 71. And I'm going to lead off, Aaron. Okay. And there's a reason I'm going to lead off. Because it's Uh going to... Is it Sid? Don't say it's Sid. It's going to anger you and excite you. Because, yes, it is Psycho Sid. God damn it. We didn't even plan that, by the way. (laughs) You have an 80? Are you... No. Are you insane? I know. I'm insane. Sid insane justice. I'm talking about him for me for a few months. (laughs) All right. So... We're not going to talk about it tonight then either, but I have him at 80. Look, I think him being in the top 80 is a fair deal. You're just obsessed with him, so you have him higher. But I, I feel like this is pretty high for him. Like, I feel like maybe not many people are going to have him this high. Well, people are fucking stupid then. Uh, I guess I'll make my case for him when we get there. I just think he's... I know. He's I, just he, got, to me, it's, he just doesn't have a ton it's funny, right? Because there's a lot of guys that go a lot higher that don't have a ton. Right. And we base it off one or two matches. And so, I I mean, but he doesn't even have that. It's like moments and character for him. I think he's got one great match. Sean. Yeah, Sean. And I think he's got, as, as we've chronicled a great rumble appearance. (laughs) Right. But again, it's not like usually the guys that have short runs also have like a five-star match. Like a classic, and like the Shaw match is real good. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a while. We, you know, we'll be watching it for this show when we get to the world title changes. But I, I think I'm like around a four, you know. So it's like damn good, borderline great for me. Yeah. Um, I'm usually at a so, four. But... Yeah, so it's not enough to me to like say, oh, he's like a top thirty guy or something crazy. I, I think top eighty though, given his resume is pretty strong because his first run he's hurt for most of it. It's really ostensibly like three months. This first run. Oh, but that three months is the best. <laughs> sure. But it's still three months. Then yeah. 95 is mostly trash. Yeah. Except and when that, he has the knife and he cuts the, right. But that's like his longest run. He yeah. has a great night at media 11 and the night after, after that it's rough. 96, 96 is, his, is a good run. Yeah. Yeah. I like 96 a lot, but again, that's only July till January. And then that's it. No, he's he's there to WrestleMania. Uh, right, right. Sorry, July to, to Mania, and then that's pretty much it. He has a couple of sporadics after that, but so what's that? I mean, that's nine months. So really, he's got one good year, yeah, and then one shitty, like eight month run. Feels like a top forty to me. All right, <laughs> Let's move on. All right, who's your eighty? My eighty is Rick Martel. Okay, so um, he's way higher for me on this list. Yeah, so I I mean, we'll talk about him then too. Like, mm-hmm. I think great tag worker. Um, see, he's the guy who's missing the great singles match. But great character, right. good feuds. But uh, we'll talk about him more when we get to yours. Yeah, to me, he's carried a lot by work rate and moments and stuff like that. Character. Um, yeah, but yeah, he is missing that one really top level, again, top five-star match. I think yeah. an interesting comp for him when we get there will be like a Ray. Oh, wow. You put him that high, eh? Uh, he's not far off. But I think like it's similar to Ray where he doesn't have that elite match. But he has like a lot of real high quality stuff and he's a great worker. See, I, don't think, see, I guess I just don't see that the great. I mean, I think Martel has some great. I think he's great in the 91 Rumble. I think um, he was too immersed in the model era. But even before that, like, I think he's a good tag worker. 
but he's he's really only a tag worker for for most of it. Like, what does his single run look like? Maybe I'm just not there yet. In the no, but I think I'm talking about his tag stuff. I think he's a great worker. So is he? Well, hold on. Well, I'll I'll make a comparison in a minute. Okay. Give me your next guy. All right. Uh, my 79 is the big boss man. Oh, so we talked about him last time for me. Yeah. And he, he dropped, uh, I think a decent amount of mine. Uh, yeah, I had him at 57 last time. Mm. I think it's more of an attrition thing. He just doesn't hold up as much as like others that are coming onto the list. I probably had him a little high last time, but right. I mean, he's got a lot of great stuff. He's got the Hogan matches, which is really good. I really like the twin towers. He's super over 91. He's got the memorable moments with the jailhouse match, the Heenan family nails. And then he's got a lot of moments in his second run as well. I know it falls apart late and it's, it's, it's clunky with the matches. He's got the awful hell in the cell, but all the Al Snow stuff is super memorable. The big show stuff is super memorable. (laughs) Like, like, you know, he's got like all that stuff piled on. Right. Yeah, I I mean, look, I love the boss, man. I think he's one of those characters that you think of instantly when you think of that era. Think of the cop, even though he was never a cop. Right, right yeah. Um, but yeah, no, and surprisingly fast for a big guy. Great stuff with the mega powers. Um, and, and like, look, as insane as it is, that that run where he's the most evil man in the world is legitimately very funny, I feel, still to this day. Like him feeding... Yeah feeding the dog to Al Snow, him showing up at the fu- at the funeral with the, the giant bullhorn on the car and making Big Show surf on the casket. Like, I mean, that's some high-quality heel stuff for me. Yeah, we're doing it right now on WWE War, which is every other Friday here. Marcus Fuller and myself doing a plus-minus style breakdown of every WWF, WWE pay-per-view and season of all time. And we're doing 99-2000 in season three for us. So right. going through all that stuff, yes, it has its dull moments, like the kennel from hell is brutal. But he also was like a pioneer, an early pioneer of the hardcore division, which becomes a big part of the promotion in like 2000 and early 01. Yeah. And he's one of the early guys in it. It's like him, Snow, Road Dog are like really like kind of the bastions of the hardcore division. And they're doing the brawler outside and all kinds of different stuff. And you could argue that that's a good part of the hardcore division because like oh yeah I, don't really, I agree i don't love the crash holly stuff like i think that i think their version of the hardcore division is probably a stronger version than that so he's got all that in 99 plus you know murdering the dog plus yeah. torturing the big show and like just all that stuff is really good in 2000 is when it starts to crumble a bit but uh, that first year he's back is all pretty solid and even when he's bought it you know he's mcmahon's personal security with the mask and the dogs and all that like that's all really good. He's just got some boring shit in there. Like him and Shamrock on in theory is a good, a cool team, but yeah. Um, but the promotion in that period, like especially in 99 was not built around work rate. It was built around characters and he was a fine addition to the show as a character. Yep. Agreed. So yeah, I think he warrants obviously a spot on the list. Yeah. Um, I think I had him too high last time. But the Hogan stuff, too, shouldn't be ignored. I mean, that's a really good series. Oh, it's great. And yeah, for me, too, it, like last time I had like he dropped 20 spots. Like, but again, it's just other people coming on. It's maybe yep. me overvaluing him a little bit. But I couldn't imagine this list without him. 
For sure. I mean, he's he's got it all. He's got the character. He's got the versatility. He's got matches and he's got moments. I even like the Dusty beatdown. Like, I like that whole feud with Dusty, too. Like, like that's an important feud for establishing Dusty Rhodes coming into the promotion. So, like, he he was a pretty he was a valuable character for them. And we can't count out the, you know, them being involved in the mega power stuff. They were flies in the ointment through that whole thing. Yeah. I don't love that his shirt would always come unbuttoned in those (laughs) days. But whatever. It's the small problems. His magic right. cocoa. It's not something made eight sneaky fun too. Yeah, that's a great little that's a great little squash. And I even like the squash of Akeem at uh yeah. WrestleMania six. I don't know if they were short on time and needed to wrap it up, but I found it like that was a decent blow off to that feud. <laughs> Agree. All right. So my number seventy nine is Jay Uso. Uh, okay. I have him at 74 right now. Okay. So here's the comparison. Why is he so far behind Rick Martel for you? Um, I don't know. Because I would probably venture to say that he's at least as good a tag worker as Rick Martel. Probably. But he has the, the, the big five-star matches. He does. Probably a lot of it's character related too. Yeah. I, 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 Martel's got him killed on character. Well, I don't know if it's killed because, like, I think Martel is, you remember him more, like, as the, as the model, mm-hmm. especially, right? Or even a pre model, like, as just arrogant Rick Martel. I think there's something really memorable there. But I believe that Jay Uso's work during um, the feud with Roman is better character work than Martel ever had. Yeah. It's brief, but yeah. A high so so for work rate, I would say that they they almost I mean, they almost balance out. Right. Right? Although Jey Uso has the higher highs. Right? And I would I would say maybe much higher highs because I think the Usos are probably a much better team than say Strike Force or right. Martel and Guerrilla or the Can-Ams, right? So He's got to kind of crush there. And then in terms of jump ups, like I think, you know, Jey Uso was a world title contender. Now, that being said, it was because of who the champion was at the time. Kind of. Right. I mean, Martel probably could have been. But yeah, like if Tito Santana was champion. (laughs) Right. I mean, yes, it's it's really a lot to do with that. But but when he was there, he was credible and. Did a did a great job with what he was given. So all that to be said, I actually think this is the right spot for Jey Uso. Like I'm not I'm not making the argument that he should be moved up because right. I just don't know if there's enough memorable, truly memorable stuff there outside of the Uso stuff. Although I love the feud with Reigns, I think it really is a great feud. And there's a great there's so many great segments where like, like Uso's telling Reigns that he hates him and like I I don't know I wish if I was going to criticize this current Roman Reigns. Uh, run it mm-hmm. would be that it peaked like at its beginning right and that while i think it's still very good and i i enjoy it there was that that story was just such a great emotional reality-based storyline and it hasn't been the same since and i thought jay uso was just as important to that storyline as reigns and i think it's a great storyline so all that to be said he's my 79 that's why he's one ahead of martel i was actually comparing them quite a bit uh, but I gave Uso the bump because of the uh, high-end matches that he has. 
Yeah, I think Martell probably one that ends up with a pretty decent reevaluation for me. Uh, I think when we did the list the first time was when PTB we were in probably like 86 ish at that point. You know what I mean? Like, so like we were watching stuff with him yeah, um, or 87, you know, and, and that's a big year for him. Right. And uh, I was also, you know, we talk about how others influence us. Right. <laughs> I was listening yeah. to a lot of um, tag team back again yeah. with uh, Marty Sleaze and Kelly Nelson at that point. And they were very high on like strike force and the cat ams and the Islanders viewed and really breaking that down. So I think like that, probably played a role too at the time yeah um just how much focus was being given to that run so i could see martel being someone that slides down for sure as i reevaluate throughout the year my 78 is a guy who definitely has slid down i had him very high also based <laughs> this has kind of been our bellwether guy right that we talked about saying we were swayed uh viciously by others namely a gentleman in texas with a gravelly voice mm-hmm. uh that had gold dust at 39 on my previous list Oof down to 78 this time, which feels much more accurate because I just think it's a guy that doesn't have those matches. And that's what he's really lacking. He's got a character through the roof moments through the roof, but just the match volume is high, but the quality high level match is super low. Yeah. I mean, look, we talked about him a couple of episodes mm-hmm. back. I have him at 93. It's all those reasons all those exact reasons he's all character um and and i would say that the matches like he does have a couple of good matches but too many of them veer into bad that's where i struggle with him right but definitely worthy of any list like i wouldn't make the top 100 without him right i think he's super important to the company especially in 95 to what he meant you know what i mean like right being such a transcendent character at a time where like that was different. And you could argue he's kind of the unofficial start of the attitude era. Mm. As far back as fall of 95, he is like the sign of things to come. He's a canary in the coal mine, a golden canary kind of right. Like it's, you don't realize at the time, but he's kind of the first like swap from look at the other guys who debuted around him or right? like Isaac Yankum and dudes like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's kind of the guy that really stands out as unique and edgy and different and sharp. And Chad and I really chronicled it all on Warzone, like how integral he was in early 96 to raw and to everything else. So yeah, I mean, that's, he plays like a big role. He plays a big role in China being developed and the early days of Hunter, you know, like all that, like he's a big piece of that too. Yeah. I mean, he puts over Ahmed Johnson. So like, yeah. Ahmed and was, Ahmed was on a rocket push at that point. Yep. Yeah. And, and it meant something for him to beat Goldust. Yes. Right. Yep. And Gold, he's part of the Canadian stampede. He's got the really fun feud with Pillman, right. And Pillman's closing days. And yeah. Um, he's just got tons of memorable stuff. But to your point, a lot of his matches just never get there, which is weird because as as Dustin Rose, he's such a great worker to this Uh, day. Yes. Yeah. Right. To the, in AEW, And then also the stuff he does with Cody in WWE is super fun too, with the shield and all that. So, yeah, you know, that carries him, but it's just that long stretch of just not much. And also I feel like that middle run gets forgotten too, him and Booker. You know what I think? The more I think about uh, Dustin is I think that he's, he is excellent. 
like just excellent in emotionally based storylines. And I'm curious if the gold dust character kind of held him back from having those until like until the Cody stuff in 2013, because at that point, like he was gold dust, but not really anymore. You know, like he was just kind of that's just how he dressed. Right. Like, I think, too, he felt like he had to alter too much for the gimmick, like in ring. Right. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Like, like when I when I, like I've built my bottom ten, my bottom twenty, and I'm I'm assuming it's all going to move around. He might get a bit of a bump. Like right now, I have him below guys like Booker T and JBL, and even Goldberg, and I could see him bumping ahead of those guys. But right. but he's going nowhere near where he was last time. No, I mean I had him top forty last time, which is I had him forty six. Yeah. So yeah, fuck, he's persuasive. This uh, gentleman mm-hmm. from Texas. He's going to be very disappointed with our lists when they come out. <laughs> yes. All right. So who's your uh, 78? 78 is the Iron Sheik. Ooh. Where is he for I, you? Um, I, uh, a little bit higher. Can we talk about it tonight? No. Okay. So just quickly. Next time. Um, the Iron Sheik is, I think, one of the most important characters they've ever had. It sets mm-hmm. up Hulkamania. He, it, he sets up Hulkamania. He's got the incredible match with Slaughter. Uh, in the, is it is it the boot camp? Or is it the... F- yes. I, I can never remember if it's still called the boot camp. Because I know Slaughter has the boot camp with... No, it's the alley no, fight alley with Patterson. Alley fight with Patterson and the boot camp boot with camp Sheik. Sheik. Yeah. I always get those two mixed up in terms of the title. But I think that's an all-time match. It's a five-star match for me with Sheik. Um Super important character. You know, the characters from that era, like anybody who was on that cartoon was a huge character, right? Um, Stalwart of the tag division in the early years too, which which really lent legitimacy to the tag division with him and Volkov because they Mm -hmm. both were formidable opponents. And just a guy that like, I don't know, like you can discount, like his Colonel Mustafa stuff is garbage, obviously. But then he comes back as a manager and he's pretty Mm -hmm. entertaining. Like he's, he wins that gimmick battle royal. Like I'm never unhappy to see Sheik um, no, and we've talked about it on this very show. The match with Backlund is super fun. The Hogan one. I know a lot of it has to do with Hogan, but he's a piece of it, you know? I actually just recently watched a match when he was the great Hossein mm-hmm. against Larry Zabisco, and I thought that was a super fun match. I think he's probably yeah, a little yeah. he's a little underrated in the ring because he yeah, was— Yeah, I, I, I always thought he was a great worker. I mean, until he just gets broken down and out of shape toward the end. But yeah. in those early 80s, like when he's in really good shape and— do the Persian clubs and all that stuff. Like, yeah, he could go. Yeah. Like I, 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 lo- I, I like him a lot. Um, I, again, it's, it's another guy on the list. that just gets bumped down because, you know, I, I just have other guys higher. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but Sheik is, Sheik's awesome. All right. My 77 is another guy that's dropped a decent amount. He was 46 for me last time. Oof. Uh, and that's William Regal. So he's kind of similar to Goldust for me. Do you have him on your list? He fell off my list. Yeah, I think he's got enough to be to warrant being on the list. Like both as a character, um, I know he's a guy's he's lacking some of that big time match stuff as well. Like that's where it, for a great worker, like you would expect him to have more probably. Um, so maybe it's similar to like a Martell in a way. Again, so maybe mm-hmm. that's where my overranking Martell comes in, but. Um, I just I just love him as a character, as a bellwether, as a stalwart for the for the promotion for almost you know a, a full decade. 
Uh, great as like a GM type character as an active wrestler as well. Stuff with Tajiri was top notch. A good stuff with Eugene is really good. Um, he's got, you know, he has a lot of fun matches, but he never really had that match. You knew he was capable of having, but he's got some good stuff with like Finley in there. Um, fun match with the rock on TV. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, but uh, RVD, I like edge edge series. It, it's short of what it could have been, but it's solid. So his, his edge series to me is like a series of three star matches. Right. Which again, I'm not unhappy to watch, but like, I feel with Regal, there's always, that's going to sound awful, but like, I just, I'm always disappointed. Mm. It's like, Oh, this is going to be great. Okay. It was, it was good. Right. Like I remember when he was going to feud with Triple H for the Eugene stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is good. but again, it's not his fault. They just didn't put him in the position to have that great match. Right. Right. And then when they did put him in the longer stuff for me is you got the you got the RVD series, which, again, is fine. You got the Edge series, which, again, is fine. But it's not. It just feels underwhelming. And it's almost like I like the Regal. I like the Regal run as GM, but I wish it was longer. Right. Like It I, feels I, like he gets cut short a lot, whether yeah. it's injury or suspension or whatever but. else. Because <laughs> even when they try and rebuild him in 08 with the King of the Ring, and that's when they seemed like they were really going to get serious about him. Everybody like, destroys everyone in that tournament, yeah. wins the crown, and then he gets popped on the steroid stuff or whatever it was. And it's like, ugh, like resets again. Yeah, but even then, I, I can't think of that run any great matches. No, yeah, it, he was always, it, I guess it's one of those like compiler things, right? He's just got a long run of very, very good stuff. I think his, my favorite match of his is from 2012 NXT. Mm-hmm. It's around Christmas time. He fights Cesaro. Yeah, that was really it, good stuff. It's awesome. I think that's probably his best match of the company. Uh, but it's not really part of anything. And like you had to really go out of your way to see it. But that's why he dropped from my list. It's, it's not that I don't like him. It's right. that. Just missing those moments, you know? Yeah. I and mean, he could be another guy that moves, that shifts around for me. He, I, I I find him similar to Goldust. Um, looking at it again, I probably have Goldust higher, probably should be higher than him just because of all the moments. But mm-hmm. I think I was just factoring in Regal as a worker. Makes sense. All right. My 77. And look, there is no disrespect intended with this man. I don't want to upset anybody who likes him. Uh, it's got nothing to do with anything other than his work. Uh, my 77 is Mark Henry. So he'll be on next episode for me. Um, Mark Henry's, I mean, we'll talk about him more, but for me, it's all about, there's a lack of balance with Mark Henry. Mm-hmm. I think he's got some great stuff, but he's got some real garbage. Um, another guy who probably like just a little bit below his potential. The hall of pain stuff is all time. Great. I feel, but there's just not enough. So that's where I'm at with Henry. And that's what I feel with all these guys. It's like for them to move up, they're just missing that little something. Right. All right. So my 76 is uh, someone that was a 76 last time. And I know he's probably going to have to move up for me. And I know you're going to have him way higher. And that's Sami Zayn. Yeah, he's way higher. Way higher. Okay. I do think I do think though, since our last list, he also did have kind of an all-time low-key bad run with him and Owens versus Shane and all that stuff, sure. which ate up a lot of time on TV and was very underwhelming. 
Yes. Would agree. Yeah. I mean, it, it took him a while to find the heel character. I think he's got it now and he's interesting now and we'll see mm-hmm. what they do with him now. Um, but yes, that is not great. But I do think his main, like, I think his NXT run is all time great, mm-hmm. which we'll get to when we talk about him, I guess. But also I think his main roster run is quite, is really underrated. I think we we expected him to have the NXT run or maybe we didn't expect it because we knew they'd never push him that way. No one's going to do it, yeah. Yeah. But that being said, I think it's low-key, aside from that period you're talking about, I think there's a lot of good meat on that bone. And I think he's shown a great deal of versatility that I, for one, didn't know. Like, when he was going to come up, I was thinking, I was thinking like, okay, he'll have great matches, but he's never going to be a great character on the main roster. And I think he's very slowly morphing into that. Yeah, I just think that he's finally reversing that course and that he kind of came up and has been back down since that 18. He's leveled off now, finally, but um, I just don't think that could be discounted. I, I think I just had him low to begin with. I just don't know how much I would move him up since 17. I think I was just low on him. Yeah, I, the other thing that I that I would point out is that you really are not into the pandemic era, right? And I think that his turnaround is longer than you might be giving him credit for. Right. Because I think in 2020, he's good. Like he's like a highlight of the show and he's becoming more. So so now you're into like year three of his rebound. Right. Right. Which is, I think, longer than even until I just kind of said it. That's longer than I would have thought it was. Yeah. Well, I'll never watch anything from (laughs) from 2020. (laughs) Um, But. Yeah. Yeah, I just I think that I don't want to overlook how bad that stuff was with Shane and all that. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to. I don't want to use this as a crutch, but it's like, would anyone have been better in that role? Probably not. Um, I don't think it's even. Yeah. Him, I think it was. They had so much time, and it was a high-profile deal, and like none of them really delivered. It's so funny to me. That really feels like a Kevin Owens problem than a Sami Zayn problem. Yeah, I don't know. He got a lot of mic time, too. Like, it was just bad for all of them. Like, it was a big chance for the two of them, and it kind of bombed. Yeah, They got to work together. It was a high-profile story. It featured the return of Daniel Bryan. Like, it was a lot of pieces, and then none of them connect. Right. And the media match, I know it's not really their fault. That underwhelms. The booking was stupid. Um, But... Again, like, yeah, it's just a couple of years in there that kind of stunk. Yeah, I would agree. So, I agree. I, I, again, I don't think I would pu- push him up from what I had from last time. He may go up only because I underrated him last time. He fell on my list. Right, right. That's what I'm trying to say, I guess, basically. Like, he's been worse since 17. I just was way low on him. Because, yeah. again, I'm probably just not as in tune with the NXT stuff as you were. Yeah, yeah. Like, he fell on my list, but he's still substantially higher because... Right. Because I think this the, the I think that NXT run is I you know I, I could say I, I think it's almost perfect, right? Like right. that that whole storyline with him winning the title. But we'll get there when we talk about him. Not that we're not talking about him now. Uh, my seventy six is a guy who didn't make my list last time, making his mm. debut, and that's uh, Mr. Robert Lashley. Oh, I have Mr. Lashley higher. Uh, yeah, next episode. 
crazy. It, it, like on our, I find on our last episodes, we were talking, our guys were in the same range and this one, they're just like that little bit off. Yeah. And I didn't have Lashley last time either. Um, he's just been great since his return. And yeah. after just watched bash Oh seven for a place to be podcast, I uh, loved that match. That and I think, I think match, he's actually right? underrated. Yeah. The Cena match. And I think he's a little underrated even during that run against Vince and all that stuff. Plus, I don't think he can be discredited. I know the feud was really Vince Trump, but last year was like a big part of it. And that was like one of the biggest drawing manias ever. So for sure, um, he's got some good stuff in that run, too. Do you think you made a mistake by not having him on the, on the list last time? <sighs> maybe like maybe he should have been more like even if it was like the 100 to 110 range. You know what I mean? Right. But I think this has like solidified him and really pushed him up because it's been a great run. I, since his I, return. Yeah, that to me, he makes the list based on his. I, I'm not a big fan of the 07 stuff. Like, I don't think it's horrible, but I don't think it's great either. I think it's kind of like right. the beginnings of, of a mega push for a guy who wasn't quite ready yet. That's how it always felt for me. Not I don't know. He feels ready in that match. He feels like he's outshining Cena in that match. I think... Uh, watching that back, I feel like he carried seed in that match. He felt like the bigger star. Interesting. Wow. I didn't get that when I watched it, but I'm also so, I was so disillusioned by that whole era. Right. Right. But when I re- you should watch- try to watch that match in a vacuum, not watching the show, not yeah, watching every other show of 07, like yeah. <laughs> just put that match on and just see what you think. Okay. I will. And we'll see if it boosts him up a bit because I, I think his run now is really good. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love the title run. I, I even like the Intercontinental and U.S. runs. He's been consistently pushed as a threat, and he's delivered. Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing that I – the only match that I've seen him in that I really felt disappointed was the match with Brock. And it wasn't right. bad. It was just I wanted more. Yeah, I think he's low-key great. And, like, like, I just think he always has been. The problem was he was just gone for a while. And even an impact. Like, I didn't watch a lot of that stuff, but you'd hear about it. And, like – it was like, oh man, Lashley's like really good, and I just feel like he just left so abruptly that yeah, um, we just missed like a, a bunch of years that we could have been enjoying him. I remember in 2015 when I was I was so disillusioned with the going to see the Royal Rumble that I started looking everywhere else, right? Mm-hmm. And I watched Impact for almost the whole year, and he's he's really good in it. Yeah, like, like he I, he was the guy that I was like, oh, he got really better. Right. <laughs> he got much better like after he went away, so. Yeah. yeah, no, I really dig him. I, I, I think he's great. I've always been a fan of him. Uh, and it, it was definitely an oversight last time. But again, I don't know if he had the resume to crack the 100, but he should have at least been, like, discussed. Good conversation. Yeah. Okay, uh, 75. Uh, another guy that's dropped a little bit. Uh, I just want to see where it was last time. Uh, no, actually, he's risen a little bit. I had him at 83 last time. That's uh, Don Morocco. Ah. You have him around here on my list. I think we talked about him last time. Yeah, yeah. I have him at 85. Okay. So just really quick. I mean, I just, I think he's a ton of fun. I think I actually, I think we spent some time on him the last episode. So yeah, he, he's a ton of fun. The Hogan series in 85 is great. Uh, he's got the stuff with um, Snuka, of course, that's like all timer. Uh, one of the original, like named uh, go-to IC champions that you always think of. Mm-hmm. Plus super over is the rock. Uh, the surfer lazy stuff is great. Just, just a super sandwich beating up a guy. Person. Yes. A, fu- a fun little promo too. Yeah. Uh, and, and plus all the Fuji stuff, like all the Fuji vice and all that shit. 
uh, is super memorable too. I remember there's one promo where he's talking about uh, Pat Patterson. He's like, ah, he's boring. <laughs> he's boring. Like he just seems like a dude, a dude you would know and a dude right. you would talk to. Like he might, he might be your uncle sitting on the couch ranting about, you know, anything. Yep. No, yeah. I, I've always liked Morocco. Um, he, I mean, he has to be on the list just because of how big he was in the early eighties. So. Yeah, he didn't make my list last time, which was a major oversight on my part. But I just mm-hmm. watched the Saturday Night's main event where he's fighting Hogan. And I, I'm sure it's not their best match, but I thought it was really cool. Yeah, well, I know you're going through the 80s for this project. When you get to 85, that three-match series, it's right after Mania. It's like May, June, July or something, or April, oh, May, sure June, something like that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. They're sprints. It's not what you would expect from a Hogan-Morocco match. They're, they're, like, right. they're like brawl sprints where they're just like all over the ring, outside the ring. It's like chaos. If you like like Goldberg Brock, it's like that. <laughs> it's like this, right. like a nine minute friggin' bomb fest between these two guys all over the ring. Um, no, he's he's super fun and, and definitely deserves a spot. Uh, all right, who's your seventy five? Ho! It's Hacksaw, it's Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, a, a dip. Uh, you you talk, did you talk about him already? Yeah, he was my ninety nine. <laughs> so I just think he's. Um, I have him substantially higher than you. He dipped nine spots from my list last time. So for me, he's just one of those quintessential characters, uh, always close to being the most over guy at a show. Like, I mean, he's on a show with Hogan and he's almost as over. Um, I don't think he has the match quality in WWF at all, but I think he's just constantly involved. He's constantly memorable. Maybe the first catchphrase in company history. Um, I, I don't know. I just, when I think of that era, he's always the, one of the first guys that comes mm-hmm. to mind. His matches are always short. They're never long. I don't think he really has a lot of bad matches. He's got like a couple that, I mean, he never loses, right? <laughs> Top of it all. Right. Uh, but just one of those fundamental characters to that era. Um, and one of the most over guys they've ever had. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's oh, 10 spots apart, but like, it, you know, it's nitpicky differences between 75 and 99. Like, it's not that of big course. of a gap when you look at it. No, he's a top 100 guy for sure. One of the most memorable over characters still to this day. If he popped up a raw on Monday. He would still get a massive pop and be super over. Right. We even started in TNA, even though he had the stupid overalls on everything else. Oh, yeah. Like he still gets like a massive pop and fires up the USA chance. And yes, he very much so. Uh, lacks like the big high quality matches, but it just wasn't designed to be as such. No, I feel if they had let him go more in brawls, right? It would have been like I remember him distinctly him fighting Harley Race during the Slammy Awards forever. Yeah. Well, like, and you get so, some of that too. Like he's got really fun stuff with Andre on on house shows. Oh, and I remember Andre like murdering him on Superstars. Yep. Like so that's pretty memorable for me too. Yeah. So again, he'll he won't crack a top fifty for me. But like this back end is it, it, it's what you said. It's it's almost interchangeable in a lot of ways. All right. My 74 is Jey Uso. So I think we covered him pretty in depth. Yeah. OK, my 74 is the sensational Sherry. All right. I like it. Let me see what I have heard. Uh, Sherry. Uh, so she'll be in a couple episodes for me, actually. Oh, wow. So substantially higher. So um, I am, I'm super high on her just from rewatching all of the eighties and nineties. And I think she needs to get so much credit for Savage and Sean. 
right. just how big of a package she was for those. That's not even counting her wrestling stuff in 87 or whatever, which is good. Which is minimal, though. Right. It's minimal. But yeah. she is. And I know we don't count manager stuff, but she's so active. She's like almost a tag team partner for Savage. <laughs> like, right. Like, I know everyone thinks Savage and Elizabeth, but Savage and Sherry was way more effective as a team. Well, they were doing different things, but yes, I, I would agree with you. So uh, allow me to open a door that, that I, that might turn into something else. Cause we'll talk more about Sherry when we come to her, I think on your list since she's higher. So I think Sherry's one of her biggest skills. Not only is she active, but she's mm-hmm. instrumental in getting people over. Yes. Right. And instrumental in making the show better. Yep. Um, which I think is extremely important, as is my next guy at 73. You know what? I'm just going to talk about him quickly. Okay. okay? Uh, my 73 is Bobby Heenan. Okay. Is he much higher for you? I, yeah, yeah, actually, okay. yes, <laughs> way higher. Okay. So we're going to talk about him later. But I think that when I start looking at these two in terms of how they got everybody over mm-hmm. and 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 how, how big a part of the show they were, I'm starting to think – that I need to make room on this list for a guy like Jesse Ventura. Right. And we haven't talked about him at all and possibly Gorilla Monsoon also. Because they were, yeah, both, but the ca- they were both wrestlers. Um, I, I, I mean, you could probably argue that their in-ring work is similar to Bobby's or Sherry's, even though Bobby just basically... Yeah, but see, I think the rules specifically say, like, commentary doesn't count. You know what I mean? Like... I think that was in the rule of the, the spirit of the project was not to count that. But there's no way that Bobby's commentary isn't clouding us for him. I don't know. Like I tried to frame it from like a importance to the match and the bumping and the activity. And that's why Sherry's so high for me because she's active in every match. She's an active part of every match. Well, it's not just a promo thing with her but because if so, like Heyman would be on his list. I said he's not for me. But he could be. Like, you could put him on. Like, you could definitely put him on. You yeah, could but it's not on the manager's list. I think this is where oh. we struggled last time. Yeah, but here's the thing is that Jesse was a wrestler, right? I know, and but you're I, supposed to just factor that part in. Well, then I don't think Sherry can make my list. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, she, she doesn't have enough active wrestling. And, and yeah, but she's then, active in those matches as a manager to me. Enough. Yeah, but no, she's not part of the match. Like, she's doing some physicality, sure, yeah. but it's not. It's the a same. gray area. I, I think it could be what you yeah. want. I mean, whatever because, you want to do. Because I don't think I don't think there's anybody more instrumental to getting people over in that era than Jesse Ventura. Yeah, I don't disagree. I just think even if you want to count manager stuff, which is fine, mm-hmm. I, I draw the line of commentary. I just think like that's a whole separate thing, like because they're involved in every match of every card of every show. Like it's so much yeah. different than in-ring competitor. I think like I can I can get behind saying okay, we're gonna factor in like the manager piece of it, like promos and stuff, because they're active along with the wrestler, right? I just think a commentator is a completely different role and job. I would agree, but. I, I think that that role and job is so integral to that era. Yeah, it's just a different list. 
<laughs> yeah, but, but it but doesn't exist. There's no other list for it. And we'll like, do be, one. We'll do one next time. Yeah, but it's just gonna be them on top. You know what I mean? Like I, I because they were both wrestlers too. It's not like like Michael Cole wouldn't I guess he was a wrestler too, but you get yeah. what I'm saying, right? Like like I think I think the the commentary ends up bleeding in a bit. I, with these guys, like a guy like Vince, like we might have, I'm sure we have him. We both have him much higher, but like, I'm sure in, in our minds, it's cause he's also the voice. No, I, 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 I honestly did it more because of the character and the matches with him. That's a whole different animal. I mean, he's got like five star matches. Like other shit yes, going on. I, I agree. Vince probably, but even but say Bobby, Bobby's a good example. Now I, I know that he was more active and he wrestled more, but I don't know. Like, this is where I'm I'm struggling with it. Like, it's different because you could even if you want to get real semantical about it. I don't know if that's a word, but you could say Bobby as an announcer was still in his manager role for most of that. Does that make sense? Whereas Jesse or Gorilla were like literally just announcers. Whereas Bobby is a manager doing commentary. And if you want to say you'll count kind of the stuff to where he's talking up his guys i don't know it, it, I right, mean, but if look, you're gonna say that bobby is a manager doing commentary you could just as easily say jesse and gorilla are wrestlers doing commentary yeah but they're not they're retired but it's fine i, I think it's <laughs> it is what it is it's whatever you want yeah. it to be like i i think yeah. if you read what we wrote as rules in 2017 i think we even specifically called out like not to count that stuff yeah, but I'm probably not going to listen to that. You can do what you want. I mean, everyone else does. <laughs> Just do it however you want to do it. <laughs> I guess I, 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 I have Bobby and Sherry high on my list. Yeah. But I think they're the only managers I have on my list. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to evaluate what I do with Jesse specifically. Yeah. But yeah. But I wanted to bring up Bobby just because I was sure you had him higher anyway. So right. why don't you go ahead with your 73? All right. My 73 is Dean Ambrose. Oh, um, he's slightly higher on my list. He's at 63 right now. He jumped up quite a bit for me. I had him at 86 last time. Mm. Uh, but again, I can't have him as high as the other shield guys given he's, you know, just not as much, I guess. I don't know, but, right. um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I struggle again with more of the modern stuff because he also has a bunch of garbage <laughs> like on his resume. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you can overlook the awful was a 30 minute garbage match was it jericho oh god yeah well he's got the jericho asylum match which is terrible yeah. he's got the bray wyatt um mm -hmm. hell in the cell with the hologram at the yeah. end now granted a lot of this is booking right but he's still part of it and then he's got yes. that he's got that awful heel run where he's like disgusted by the fans which i think <laughs> right. led to him quitting the company right um but then again he's got to make the list from the shield stuff Yes, there's so much good shield stuff. And he does have some good solo stuff, like him and Rollins and the Money in the Bank and all that. The the um Lumberjack match. His him and Reigns as a team in, in uh fifteen is really fun. His title run is really good. Yeah. Like he he just doesn't have a ton of great challengers, but like like when he wins the belt off the Money in the Bank, it's great. He mm -hmm. he fights AJ Styles, that's a great match. He fights Ziggler at SummerSlam, that's a really good match. Like his title run is very good. Even the three way that he has with um, Cena and Styles after Styles yep. wins the belt is is just he's he's got a really solid run in there. And you could argue that at the beginning of 2016, he was the hottest member of the Shield. Yeah, and he's got the good feud with Kevin Owens during that stretch as well. Yep. Um, I think you could have that stretch from late 15 to early 16 is so prone to rebookableness. <laughs> like, right. I still think 
the art like there was so much clamoring to put him in that match with Triple H, right? Like right. have him beat Reigns at Roadblock or whatever and give him the match. That was like a big. I remember covering that ex- yeah, extensively in clotheslines and headlines and stuff at that time. The other option would have been like, and I remember pushing for this at the time was make that a four way with Brock, Ambrose, Triple H, and Reigns. Like they all had equal claim kind of at that point to the belt. Yeah. And I think that just cleans up that show quite a bit because it eliminates the disappointment of Ambrose and Brock, which goes against him for this and also helps that main event. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So I think, I mean, deserves obviously should be on the list. He's got more than enough stuff, but I, I just, I don't know. I got a lot of other people I just like better. Yeah. That, that's what it comes down to. All right. Why don't you hit me through 72 also since we did two. All right. I had uh, a guy moved up one slot for me, but he's right in this area. It's Paul Arndorf. Yeah. I got him a bit higher. I'm going to 67. Um, so next time, uh, I mean, super important character, mm-hmm. obviously the great feud with Hogan WrestleMania one main event. Is there anything bad from Paul Orndorff? WrestleMania two sucks, but otherwise no. <laughs> like, yeah. And the match with, um, we'll be covering it on Cronoso, uh, is, is him and, uh, actually probably I've already covered it at this point, but him and Piper at, oh, at main event is an awesome match. Yeah. No, he's great. I mean, and even right up until the end, like he has a good match with Rude on at MSG and stuff, um, trying to get him over toward the end. But no, he's I mean, he's great. And he also has the uh, like all you know funny stuff on TNT and whatnot. I mean, a lot of it's questionable. It doesn't quite hold up no. material wise, like some of the stuff he says about Tony Atlas. But the I love when they go to the gym. It's on the Piper Coliseum video when him and Piper are working out and Gene oh, finds him at the gym. It's great. <laughs> yeah that's awesome stuff uh and he's a big part of the piper turn you know just all of that in there like he's just he's key through all that stuff he's just good and like i i would probably credit him with a ton of my fandom because i mm-hmm. watched that cage match a million times as right. a kid that's our next main event one like I, mm-hmm. I thought it was the greatest thing ever and you know at the t- and, and, and really it really is kind of an interesting match and it's got a fun ending and all right, my 72 is the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's dropped uh, quite a bit for you, huh? Dropped 23 spots. I had him at 31 last time. Ugh. And he's dropped significantly from me, too. But he's still a bit away from where you have him. But he's dropped. He dropped a, a good chunk. Yeah, I mean, great all-time character. We'll talk about him, I guess, when we get to you. All-time character, all-time shit-the-bed matches. And and a guy who was given every opportunity to have great matches and didn't. Yep. That's why he's there. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, I I think this is too. Like, I'm really hoping you can get through a lot of these house shows as part of this year. Because I think that's where he does some of his better stuff. Um in the in the mid in the late 80s on uh, house shows he's got some cool stuff even in the early 90s like you see more of the feud with jake he's got some good matches with that he's got the stuff with brett that pops up on a house show so he's just got like even him and savage have a good series in 88 on the house shows i just think he does better in that setting i don't know why or what it is if it's just for whatever reason just clicks better for him but yeah i found him to be more enjoyable in that setting um, than the pay-per-views, which always seem to just, for whatever reason, go off the rails. Uh, I mean, the Virgil match is fun. SummerSlam it's one of sure. the better ones. But the one at WrestleMania is not fun. No, but, I mean, that's, yeah. 
they were working that as Virgil being a super novice. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. That match is just weird. It's just, it's handled weird. Yeah. Like, look, I, I'm fully willing to have an open mind for him as I'm watching these house show matches. Right. Because he's not a guy that I want to not like. Like I, I you know, I, I want to think he's better than he is and that, that than what I've seen. And, and I kind of hope this turns around and look, if I watch these house shows and I'm really impressed with the matches, he might jump back up those 20 spots. Yeah. I don't know if he can be that impressed. I, I just think it, it it helps his resume. That's all. Right. Makes sense. Like for me, he's in like the mid fifties. Right. Yeah. And here he's at the low seventies for me. Right. Okay. Uh, so my 71 and our last, our your last, last of, the night. of the night, uh, is Oscar. Oh yeah. I, uh, I got her a bit higher, a bit higher. I dropped her a bit. I had her at 65. I think being gone for a while, mm. um, lately here hasn't helped, but, you know, we're going to see more females start to seep into my list here in this stretch coming up. And I, I just always like to work. Then uh, she has to match with Nikki Cross, right? That's her. Oh, yeah. The, um, it's the last That's woman great. standing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, just I mean, look, the stuff of Charlotte was really good. Uh, I just I feel like they lost interest and touch with her for a bit toward the end before her injury. So I hope when she finally comes back that they rock it back up and let her fight like this new crop. Did she ever have a match at Ronda? No, that would have been great. Right. So I'm hoping like this stuff she can do when she comes back that she didn't get to do as much before she got hurt. Yeah. Again, she's one of the stalwarts of the pandemic era. Right. Right. Like, I mean, you know, she's quite a high point. Like, I mean, there's a SummerSlam where she fights both Bailey and Sasha Banks. Yes. Like, in fact, I would I would venture to say that the, the women's stuff in the pandemic era actually is, holds up really well for the most part. Um, but yeah, she should probably get a bump. I think she got a bit of a bump for me because of that. I thought her main, I thought her main roster run ended up being quite a bit better than I thought they were going to do for her. Right. Um, I really like the, um, the WrestleMania match with Charlotte. I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's legit great. Um, I just think she's always in a good position. She's right in the mix too. Uh, when they were building up Becky yep. and, you know, and it, she has that great win where it's a triple threat ladder match between her, Charlotte and Becky. I think it's a TLC uh, 2018 or whatever the last show of that year is. Uh, it might be like a clash of champions or something like that. I forget. But um, yeah, great performer, like just a great performer. And someone at the at our last list that I thought was going to be like, oh, OK, she's going to move way. Up. Right. Like for like 30s, 40s, maybe we're in the picture for her. Yeah. Now, I think that's more of a testament to some of the other female performers and what mm-hmm. they've done since. Uh, but yeah, I Oscar's great. Yeah, I just I think the yes, the pandemic stuff hurts for me. But it, but it, it hurts for you. But it is good. Oh, right. yeah, sure. I just don't I'm not as in tune with it. And um, then the injury. Yeah, just just kind of knocked her out a little bit. I will say I don't love some of the goofy shit they make her do. Right. Is like that the, them or her, though? I don't know. Whatever it is. But she like seems like naturally attuned to that. It's the strange dancing for no reason. It's right. not part of the entrance. It's just I don't know. Like it's sometimes it feels like she's on a preschool show. Right. With some of her antics, which I think actually ends up hurting because for me she should just be a killer like it really feels like she should just be an absolute killer the whole time the other uh underrated little aspect of her too is her tag title run with carrie sane yes yeah which is which is quite good 
All right. Who's your uh, 71? Uh, my 71, and the last guy we're going to talk about tonight, um, is a guy who dropped 12 spots, and that's Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy. Where's he for you? I am trying to type. Uh, okay, I had him at 49 last time, and he's a little higher this time. You went higher? Mm. Oh, so are you, you're counting his latest run then? Did that bump him for you? Yeah, because I guess, well, when was the bar? Was that in 17? Or yeah, you would have had the bar and, and the return already. Right. Yeah, I think I'm just re-watching, like, 99 for war mm-hmm. into 2000 with the Hardys, appreciating that more, watching his 07 stuff more on PTV. Like, you know, it's just like maybe it's just like a reappreciation of some of it. Right. And that's not even counting. Like, I haven't really dove back into like his ECW worker, TV worker era either. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's quite a bit higher. Like, I mean, I, I think he's part of he's one of the greatest tag team of all time, mm-hmm. unless we want to make the argument that the Usos and New Day have passed them. Either way, he's a top three of all time. Yeah, he's up there for sure. I think his individual stuff was interesting enough, the version one stuff. But I think he did okay too with the broken stuff, even though it wasn't what mm-hmm. it was in TNA. So he ended up dropping for me, but again, I find like a guy like him dropping. It's less to do with him and more to do with everybody else getting either a bump or new guys. Like, for instance, look, to give you some context, just in the next 10 guys we're going to talk about next time, four of them are new additions to the list. Right. So it's those kind of things that end up bumping him back and off. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I just always been a big fan. I love the V1 stuff. I think, you know, he's a guy that readjusts his character. He's almost like a poor man's Jericho. Mm, yeah. Like just when you're kind of done with a character, he finds a new slant on it. I've always I love the Edge match too at SummerSlam, and oh, I love that match too. It's mo- so maligned that match, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, both of those are the Unforgiven one as well. I yeah. love the Hardys tag team Renaissance. Um, that's been part of you know Scott. And I've been rewatching too in 07. Yeah, it's really good, and they feel like big stars there. So I, I just think he's got a ton. He's got a, a lot of volume. He's been around forever. And he's another guy that doesn't really have any bad though. You know, what I mean like. Yeah, maybe the very tail end with the wild. I don't know, maybe that shit. But, like, for the majority of his run, it's all been pretty good or great. Yeah, and then he has the all-time great. Correct. Right? Like, he's got those big ladder matches. Uh, even the return at WrestleMania 33 is, is all-time great in terms of yeah. a moment. And I would say that Hardy's run is really underrated. Like, they, they've got a lot of really fun stuff in there together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean... He might and MVP, the MVP stuff is really good, too. Oh, I like that, too. Yeah, that's right. And his return at uh, mm-hmm. 2010? 2009. It's 07 is when he's with MVP. We're watching that now in Place to Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe he MVP eventually turns on him and puts him out, right? And then he comes back. At the money in the bank and costs him. Yeah. 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 So landing at 71 for me, I'm sure we'll go more in depth when we get to him on your list. But again, this is all going to change. <laughs> all of it's going to change, I feel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's going to be a lot of change as we go through. But that's our next 10 right there. So we'll be back in a month to cover 70 to 61, right? That's right. And okay. uh, we'll get some new people added and uh, some old favorites and all the same arguments we did five years ago. 
Yes, it's uh, been a lot of fun going back through this. I'm glad we decided to do this at PTV um, to revisit this project and go this route. So check out everything we have to offer at the North-South Connection. We have tons of great content coming at you every single day. A lot of evergreen content across all spectrums of the world of wrestling, both past and present, plus some sports and pop culture for you too. Facebook.com slash North-South Connection will get you all the information you need to subscribe and be locked in. Absolutely. And, um, you know... Keep us, keep us posted with what you like, what you don't like, and thank you for all the support you've given us so far. No doubt. So we'll be back in two weeks with the next in Summer Noah's Bard, which will be uh, checking out the next batch of greatest three title changes of all time. And uh, we'll continue to roll on from there. So Dookie's been dropped. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, jockass.